Good morning, everyone. I am Mr. G, podcast number four, Chris at the boards. Glad to be back. Uh, it's been a little bit of a uh, setback, um, but I'm back. Life throws us curveballs, right? It's how a man gets back up, right? Uh, so anyway, uh, I love starting out my podcast with some music. This is actually off of my first CD. Do we actually, do we still call them CDs? CDs or streaming. That's all we do now. CD. I want that physical package. I want to look at that sucker. I want to look at the art. I want to look at who wrote the songs. And in this case, it a was one, me. It was two, me. A one, two, three, four. About to kick some ass. If I don't get what I need, you say you got no time. Just forget about me Baby, I got the tools If you know what I mean If you're looking for some good-looking dude Well, just forget about me Baby Ba 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 If you're looking for a man to line your pockets with cash, ba 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 You say you don't like my car. It don't drive very far. You know I work with my hands. I'm a simple man Got no fancy clothes Just these boots on my toes If you can't be what I am Keep searching for that man If you're looking for a man to line your pockets with cash, bye bye baby. One more time now. Listen to that slide guitar. Say you don't like my car It don't drive very far You know I work with my hands Cause I'm a simple man Got no fancy clothes Just these boots on my toes If you can't be what I am Keep searching for that man.
was a uh, off my first CD. Always want to do a Memphis R&B kind of kind of thing, so um, that fit in very well. Uh, had the horn section known as Chops, pretty much well known um, horn section. Played with a lot of big people, and they uh, had the honor of them um, of playing on my CD. So I, I love. Uh, and this this is another guy that I think uh, never gets the recognition. Um, Harry Nilsson. Love this guy. I think because they thought he was crazy, but he was. He was a great songwriter. Gotta get up, gotta get out. Gotta get up, gotta get out, gotta get home before the morning comes. Well, if I'm late, got a big day. Great stuff, Harry Nilsson. Great, great stuff. I can't. Uh, he did so many things. I think he did the theme to Midnight Cowboy. We're going to do a gospel. Love gospel. How about that? It's all American music, folks. Whether you like it or not. Kurt Franklin. This song. Uh, this song just drives me nuts. Recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day, but there is no sunshine. Nothing but clouds, and it's dark in my heart, and it feels like a cold night. Today's a new day, but where are my blue skies? Where is the love and the joy? 
joy that you promised me. Tell me it's alright. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I almost gave up, but a power that I can't explain fell from heaven like a shower. <laughs> when I think how much better I'm gonna be when this is over. Yeah, this is the one I want to play. This is unbelievable. This song, this is the beat of it, the tempo of it, the, How y'all doing the, this evening? the feeling of it. Kirk Franklin, How y'all doing this evening? great, awesome, superstar, gospel artist. Do you want that bounce? Huh. I say, do, do you want to bounce? That bounce? Huh. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Is that awesome? I, I just, I, I just love that song. I just love the tempo of it, of the feel to it. That bump, 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 bump. It's great. It's just it has a real funk feel to it. Um, it's great. Got a little variety this morning. A little Memphis blues. Uh, did a little solo with Harry Nielsen. Love Harry. Um, hung out with John Lennon a lot, and I think they, they got in trouble a lot too. Um, and um, and then we heard a little gospel. Listen, folks, it's all American music. It's all. I hate when we classify this, that, and the other thing. It was all created in this country. We've been so blessed. Don't ever forget that. But anyway, um, I just want to point out something. I, um, I I worked for a school system, and we recently parted ways, okay, because in a way they don't like different, okay? They don't like people that are different, and I am definitely different. So I just want to, you know, it's one of these elite public high schools, you know, and, and folks, let's face it, uh, um, f- free speech is under attack in this country, all right? So you better be very careful in how you vote uh, in the next election, next couple elections, uh, because that's basically uh, what happened in this case, okay? Uh, nothing to do with the high school I was at, and uh, I was doing this podcast, Okay. And they found out about it. They didn't like some of it. And they said, I'm sorry. So I said, there's no way I'm taking it down. But uh, but anyway, I, I left so many. Listen, it's an elite high school where the kids drive better cars than the teachers. You know, uh, you know, Ferraris, Tes- Teslas everywhere. It was just like, oh, my God, I shook my head. But anyway, um, it's a great academic high school in New Jersey. And uh, But I left you guys with a lot of lessons. We had a lot of great talks along the way and i just wanted to, you guys to remember some of them so here we go here's a here's a summary of what of some of the small speeches i gave to you guys number one don't ever hate another human being 
Because as you can see, it turns into war, and you guys are witnessing that in the war in Ukraine, okay? Hate turns into ugly things, and the worst of it is war. So that's lesson number one. And I used to do that. Number two, I used to do this little test with you guys. Are you great, greater, or the greatest? You had to, I used to um, uh, take a survey of the kids and how they felt about themselves, okay? Um, whether they were great, greater, and greatest. And I would tally up the, um, the score. And at the end of it, I would say, all you guys that said that you were great or greater are on a mission to become greatest, okay? There's no reason why you cannot become the greatest like me of all time. That's why they call me Mr. G, okay? So you have to work at that. So they, they um, it was kind of cute, and it was a kind of novel little thing we did to cheer the kids up. Um, and I want you to talk to the kids. That what do you, why do you take all these courses in high school? And a lot of them would just say, oh, I got to take them to graduate. No, your goal for all these wonderful teachers that are in this institution, not only here but all over the country, is to find your passion. Your goal is to find your passion. Maybe one subject, one teacher, one quote, one assignment, something that might just explode your brain and say, poof, this is what I want to do the next 30 years of my life. Find your passion. <sighs> Listen, colleges, and another thing I used to tell you guys, colleges want well-rounded kids. So get involved in a club, sport, community service, a job, a part-time job, and most importantly, challenge yourself academically. Number five, without commitment, you'll never start. Without consistency, you'll never finish. Fall down seven times, get up eight, now get to work. Okay? That's Denzel Washington, famous black American actor. And... I used to say to the kids, uh, I'm Mr. G because I'm the greatest. And the reason why I used to tell you guys that, because I had a lot of adversity in my life. I beat cancer. I lost my entire family, my mother, my father, my brother. Uh, had to get divorced. Um, so, but I landed on my feet. Okay? Uh, there's going to be adversity in your life all along the way. I didn't expect this, um, but uh, it happened. I survived. And that's why I feel like I'm the greatest, okay? And I want you guys to do the same, all right, as you travel through life. Always have the eye of the tiger. Number seven, always have the eye of the tiger. I used to tell the kids the eye of the tiger, which, no matter what you do. It, it basically means you got to be passionate in whatever you do in life, okay? Whether it's academics, your personal lives, your family, have that passion. Have that eye of the tiger, all right? When you see that eye of the tiger, Think of Mr. G. And number eight, I used to tell you guys, go out and make the world a better place because it sure needs it. Uh, you guys see a lot that's going on in this world. And listen, I know you might think that our country's crazy, but I've been to other parts of the world and they envy us, okay? They envy us. Tell me about America. Oh, God. Take advantage of it. Uh, realize you're living in paradise. Um, I told you about Afghanistan and how women uh, are to remain uneducated. So when President Biden left there, I, I was heartbroken because uh, I knew what was going to happen because they were just starting to regain some uh, self-confidence and they were able to read and, and take some courses. And now it's, it's back to uh, Taliban rule. And they're really women, their only purpose in that culture is to make babies. 
and stoning, stoning, stoning still happens in the world, okay? I researched that. You know, it takes between 10 minutes and two hours to stone uh, mostly women. They put them in a hole. I want to cry over that one, okay? We have people that want to burn down police stations and, uh, you know, steal and rob here. It's horrible. Uh, go see what goes on in those countries. And lastly, I used to tell you guys at the end of the class that I love you all. You know, it, I think it's very hard for people to say the word love, okay? I don't know how much it said it at home, okay? But I just, when the kids were leaving, I, I used to say to them, I love you all. Because we sure do need a lot of love in this, in this world. And they would say, Mr. G, we love you too. But anyway, um, uh, those were my messages. I loved you all. And I think it was just time to move on anyway to do other things. I think God has other plans for me. But anyway, we're going to go off course today. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk sports. Okay, the last couple, we are always got to do music. But we're going to talk sports today. I think it would be a great opportunity to see what's going on in the world of sports. Kind of crazy, but then we'll mix in some music too. Number one, Aaron Judge. My, you know, listen, I just think God every 10 years uh, makes these superior athletes, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, even Mickey Mantle in my era, um, and, uh, and you know, the newest superstar uh, has to be Aaron Judge. I know there's a couple other baseball guys, but he's 6'7", 282 pounds. Oh, my God. That's crazy, right? How does God make these superhuman, beyond human athletes, right? My God, does his father have the magic sperm or what? Um, you know, I wonder how big he was when he was in Little League. Could you imagine? Like, he, he might have been like 5'9". I heard he was six foot as a freshman. And he finally said to his mom, Mom, these kids are so small. What should I do with this little bat? Don't worry, son. You listen to your coach. When he calls your name, you get up to the plate, and you hit the ball as far as you can. I think that ball is still in the air today. <laughs> Just amazing the strength and power he has. The only little leaguer the coach had to look up to him, right? Tell Aaron Judge you're batting cleanup. And he must have said to him, Coach, what the hell is that? And thank God he's a Yankee. That's all I could say. Plus, he was the 32nd pick in the 2013 draft in the first round. What the hell were the 31 other scouts thinking when they passed up on him? How do they feel today? How come we don't hear from them? Huh? They had their own agenda. They had some other guy that was 6'7", 282 pounds. I don't think so. They probably thought he was too big, injury prone, right? Oh, my God. Um, if you're a baseball fan or even if you're just a sports fan, folks, you're witnessing history here, okay? Um for a guy that big to be so athletic and how he ran through that fence over the weekend or last weekend, just, just amazing. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think we have to realize that sports is, is an escape for us, okay? It's, a, it's an escape from uh, life. It's an escape from maybe your family, maybe some issues you may have. In. It's an escape. That's the beauty of, um, of sports today whether it's crazy, good, or bad, or what. But Americans are, cra are sports crazy, right? The great escape, right? Wearing jerseys, tailgating before and after games. I want to go home after the game. Who are these people? It's like a cult following. 
even college sports, I think it's even crazier. Ohio, Michigan, um, Alabama, Florida, these people follow the college. They know when a player has a toothache. I mean, uh, at 50,000 people at a spring football game? What? Don't these people have chores to do on Saturday, like cutting the grass, doing the laundry, taking grandma to see grandpa at the cemetery? Plus, it's an inter-squad game, for God's sakes. It's offense versus defense. Oh, my God. Well, twenty. How about 24-7 sports radio? Who are these people? Who is listening to sports radio at 2 a.m. in the morning? But I think a lot of it's taped anyway. Maybe we should talk about some of the problems in our country instead of going nuts over sports. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Here's a little trivia. You ready for this? Plus, did you know where the first college football game was played? Do, 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 do. It was played right here in New Jersey. Okay? It was between Princeton versus Rutgers on November 6, 1869, and Rutgers won 6-4. No, it's not Ohio State. It's not Michigan. It's not Alabama. It's not Florida. It was played in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and 100 people showed up. Boom! The beginning of college football. Here's another one. Plus, where was the first baseball game played? Again, it was June 19th, 1846, in Hoboken, New Jersey. At the Elysian Field hosted, Elysian Field hosted the first recorded baseball match. It was between the New York Nine versus the Knickerbocker squad. How about that? How about that? Look what we have right in our back door. You know, in the fall, um, ESPN hosts uh, College Game Day. Uh, and I love it. It's on at 9 a.m. I know some of you may know this, but it, it's, it's just a wake-up call for the fall. Get up, grab a cup of coffee, turn ESPN on. Um, what they do, ESPN has a list of schools that they make up each year in which the broadcasting team visits, and they set up a stage with ESPN Sports announcers. And and it usually starts off with, well, right now, I know you're using that song by Big and Rich, uh, Coming to Your City, all right? And it's really cool. Sometimes they have a flyover of American Jets, and it's so American, and a student holds up... Uh, students are in back of the ESPN announcers. You know, there's like hundreds of them. And they make up their own signs or photos. And one last year was pretty funny. It says, Nick Saban wears Velcro shoes. I thought that was pretty funny. It gives me chills when I, uh, and it makes me proud to be an American at that moment. So please check that out. Become a big fan of College Game Day, 9 a.m. in the fall. I think it really starts at the end of August, too, the first game of the year. They pick like 12 schools that they go to. And... Um, it's, I just love it. I just love it. it it's, it's something special, once again, that we have in this country to wake up on a Saturday morning in the fall. Unfortunately, uh, another thing, big-time sports, uh, they realize what a cash cow the, these uh, big-time football schools are. You know, you can make it to the Rose Bowl or the National Championship, and everybody wins in the conference. Everybody makes money, okay, plus the TV revenue. It's truly... It's truly unbelievable the amount of money. Money's good sometimes, but it's also bad. Another example, I remember last year the Wisconsin coach, football coach, 
He was fired at the beginning of the season because he started out two and three at the start of the season. But of course, all these schools, they always preach commitment and togetherness, right? A little bit hypocritical. Money, as we all know, can be a ruination of anything, including college sports. Now they have this NIL name, image, and likeness. It's kind of made a level playing ground for these kids, because I, you know, before this, I just felt like the NCAA and all these, it was like modern day slavery for these kids. Even though they're giving them a scholarship for five, six years, you know, they have to eat, they have to uh, work out, they have to eat what, what the college wants them to eat, okay? Uh, they got to work out before class, they got to work out after play, class, and of course, practice. So it is a huge commitment, okay? Um, and I always told my kids, I said, listen, I am not coming up to all these silly games anymore. You're not around the corner. I said, you better maintain the 3.0 average or you're coming home. All right? I used to tell my kids that. Um, I just felt, you know, of course, academics uh, is, is much more important than sports. Okay? Like I said, God only makes special athletes, and uh, it's very rare. Uh, my kids were good. I have to say they were good. My youngest had tried the Cleveland Indians. We're watching them for a while. But then he realized he couldn't hit the long ball. And big-time sports, that's what they want. They, they, they look, especially baseball, they want guys that are going to hit the long ball. That's, they want the entertainment factor, okay, because people are paying big money to come see these, these people, these players, and um, they're looking for the entertainment factor. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware, at the beginning of each college football season, teams play out-of-conference schools or smaller schools to get ready for the conference uh, games. So these smaller schools usually get annihilated, like sixty to seven, but these smaller schools, these smaller schools get pummeled. But and it's a big but because these smaller schools might get paid a million dollars from the bigger schools to beat them up. Okay, which of course they may use for equipment or more scholarships or a new building on campus. It's really a double-edged sword here, folks, as they say. So what's better? I kind of felt, you know, some of these schools, Appalachian State, you know, every once in a while comes up with an upset, you know, uh, and other schools. But uh, that's why they do it. So, you know, keep in mind, just before the football season um, starts, they play these out-of-conference games. And you know what? Not for nothing. I know nobody wants to talk about it. How come the NCAA doesn't come out of ruling about transgender athletes? I'm sorry. You're a man. Okay, you may dress like a woman, you might think you're a woman, but you're a man. And I think a lot of people feel that way. They should not be competing against other women. All right, there are still men with men genitalia and male hormones. This is completely unfair to women's sports. Why aren't more women like the NOW organization coming out and supporting these women? I don't get it. Okay, uh, Title IX either has to be adjusted, changed, but High school athletes, and I heard there's there's beginning to have lawsuits, okay, because these young female athletes are getting screwed out of college uh, potential scholarships because of um, being beat out by um, transgender athletes. Listen, I'm all for leaving people alone, okay? Just leave them alone. But don't put your lifestyle on me. I'm sorry, okay? And this is one time. Where the government should be saying, no, this is unfair. But they do not want to insult anyone. They don't want to hurt anyone. Well, a rule is a rule, a law is a law. And these are the laws of nature, folks. I am sorry. 
Okay, we're not going to discriminate them. Okay, if they want to have training, they should have separate conferences, separate teams, so they can compete against each other. Okay, and um, and to make it fair, I really feel bad for the girls uh, and women's sports today, and should not be going on. And I hope soon that they do come up with um, uh, a good rationale. This is where the NCAA is weak. Period. Okay, have some balls, for God's sakes. Oh, and professional sports, here we go. You know, once it gets to the professional level, it's all about entertainment, okay? I don't want to hear Aaron Judge, LeBron James, I don't want to hear your personal points of view on life, okay? God gave you a special talent, all right? You want to entertain me. That's it. I remember when uh, one year Aaron Rodgers, uh, after they lost in the playoffs or or the end of the season, you know, of course, news conference. You know, of course, well, he's a New York Jet now. Uh, all I know is, Aaron, you better shut your mouth, okay? The New York press will destroy you. Um, but he gets up on the podium, and I think one of the reporters said, "Tomorrow, Aaron, now that the season's over, what do you think the, team's, the team needs? And he's like, well, uh, management hasn't uh, contacted me as to what the needs of the future are, is, but uh, I could tell you what I think the team needs. No! That is not your job for your management to contact you to figure out who the hell is going to be on the team next year, okay? That's not your job. Your job is to throw fucking touchdown passes, all right? Entertain me, Aaron. Poof! It's not that hard. Shut up. That's not your job. I need an espresso. I need something. Get me going here. Let me see. Let's maybe let's uh, let's uh, let's maybe we'll put another song. Yeah, let's do this. Oh, this. oh, I love that. Listen to. I'm sorry. I love the way this freaking thing starts off. Sticking it out. Do it again. Boom. 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 Love that. One more time. Boom. 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 Edgar Winner and his brother Johnny were big stars in the 70s, 80s. I think Edgar's still playing. Johnny apparently's passed away. Oh. Um, Edgar was Johnny's younger brother. He was more, Edgar was more, uh, Johnny was more blues. And um, but Edgar was more rock and roll, Texas blues, and he put his old band together to make this album uh, recycle. Pretty cool name, right? And this was one of the lead songs called Sticking Out. Listen how tight this is. And the horns. Asking you.
Listen, I just, I don't know. That style of music, I, I, I look, horns and rock and roll, horns and blues, with that snare out front, that funky drum beat, and the beat, doom, 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 doom. there's just something about that that I absolutely love. I love all those bands that had horns in the band. Okay, the Tower of Power, poof, oh my God. I mean, talk about a funk band from Oakland, California. They've been around like 50, 60 years. Listen to some of their stuff. Uh, Edgar Winter did it. I love Chicago. They're originally the Chicago Transit Authority. Okay, that was one of my first concerts. Okay, they were still known as the Chicago at the Garden State Arts Center. Why do we, to me, it'll always be the Garden State Arts Center. I'm sorry, not the PNC Bank. I mean, can't we do anything without money? Um, and um, I know just something about that feel of music, whether it's Texas, Memphis, uh, and I think I tried to emphasize that in my first CD. Um, and it came out awesome, but just listening to that Edgar Winter song, it's just that feel, all right, that funk feel with the horns and a tight rhythm section and the vocals, um, I don't know, that kind of like narrows down the music that I love, okay? Uh, I mean, I'm also a big um, um, Beatles fan, okay? I don't know how you can't be a big Beatles fan. And I was just having a conversation uh, with uh, with Chris that, um, you know, you got the Beatles channel. It's it's more like listening as a documentary than as, a mu- as music, you know, because uh, I don't know if you guys heard that song, And I Love Her. Okay, which is a beautiful melody, just a beautiful melody. And I don't think George Harrison gets as much credit. I mean, let's face it, John and Paul were the good-looking guys. They got all the girls, blah, blah, blah. They wrote all, mostly all the music. And behind them was George, okay, and poor Ringo. And Ringo, after watching that documentary, I think he should get a Grammy just for patience, okay? Just for sitting around waiting for these guys to, to get their act together. He was just sitting there... Sitting there looking at them like, okay, okay, wait and wait. But anyway, George, um, on And I Love Her, he used a classical acoustic guitar, okay? It, and it, it just blends perfectly with the nylon strings. And he's actually playing the melody um, uh, on, the, uh, on the solo. So, uh, and it's magical. I mean, it was 1964. What made him think of that, Okay. Um, I think I'll use a classical acoustic guitar on this song. Um, instead of steel, instead of a steel acoustic guitar, it came out wonderful. You know, those are, these are moments that where the sun lines up with the moon, and it's uh, uh, and it's something magical. But anyway, uh, those are my particular taste in music. Uh, hope you enjoy them. But uh, let's get back to sports. Now, how about the Houston Astros when they cheated? They were actually kicking the dugout garbage can when they figured out what pitch was. This was the 2017. Excuse me. Even when they uh, eliminated the Yankees. The center field camera was relaying to the catcher the signs of the opposing team back to the dugout. Are you kidding me? Altuve, that little five foot two second baseman that they're going to hit the ball out of the park. How's that happen? How does that happen? Listen, baseball's got given. Okay, period. All right, you either have it or you don't. Altuve was wearing a device on his chest 
when the reporter asked him, why didn't you take your jersey off like the other players? And you know what his response was at the World Series? My wife doesn't like me to take off my jersey and see my bare chest. Are you freaking kidding me? You cheater, cheater, cheater. It was 2017, and they were, and the commissioner, really, I'll slap him in the back of the head. Really? They fined him only $5 million, and they lost the first and second round picks in the, in the following draft? I'm sorry, the championship should have been taken away from them and given to the second place team, which was the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm sorry, it wasn't enough punishment. Who agrees with me here? Oh, my God. Oh, and how about LeBron James? He's another one promoting, quote, unquote, soda. Oh, that's great, LeBron. I think he was paid like $48 million in sponsorships in 2021. That doesn't include a salary. Soda? Really, LeBron? I think it was Mountain Dew or some stupid. How about promoting drinking plenty of water or milk for strong bones or some nutritional drink for kids? Hey, LeBron, if you haven't figured it out, we got an obesity problem in this country. And again, if you're a professional athlete, I don't want to hear your political views, okay? If I want to last for it. Listen, not to get all subject, but um, I was in Afghanistan for, for six months. as a civilian, not a soldier. And uh, one night, you know, I just want to show how um, how blessed we are. I don't think we appreciate the things we have in this country. Freedom to do anything you want. Okay? Freedom. Our forefathers were brilliant. They were brilliant. It took them 70 days to put this thing together. Okay? It's about negotiation. We don't have that now. Okay? Nobody wants to negotiate. It's either left or right. Right? I, th I think, listen, I read John Adams' biography. He would be so disappointed as to what's going on in this country. Okay? I'm telling you. He'd be, the man was brilliant. And the rule of law, think about this, the rule of law, not to get off, off uh, the subject, but the rule of law started with the Boston Massacre, okay, when uh, British troops shot on American citizens, okay, and John Adams, John Adams decided to be the lawyer for the British soldiers. What? He was an American, why didn't he defend the, the Americans? Poof, ladies and gentlemen, the rule of law was born. Okay? He had a brilliant mind. If you read his autobiography, and you know what? If I read it correctly, he's, in the book he says, democracy will only last 150 years. If we don't learn to negotiate, and if we don't learn to um, communicate with each other. Okay. Hmm. Oh, hmm. Did I just say that? Um, and the point I was making about Afghanistan, I'm in the dining hall one night, okay? And I, listen, I met people from all over the world. What an experience. Oh, my God. My God, my God, my God. What a country. All right. And I was in Kandahar. Thank God I was in Kandahar. It was like the Beverly Hills of southern Afghanistan. Thank God I was there. At least had showers and food. And every Friday, every other Friday, uh, the troops and the civilians would get, are you ready for this? Steak and lobster. Now, 
okay, it was dry and it was like the little lobster tails. It wasn't like going down to Robinson's here in beautiful downtown Red Bank. Okay, getting a slice of salmon, okay, made meticulously, which I just had on Saturday night, believe it or not. It was delicious. Love that place. And um, so that's what they did to, to, to make the troops and the civilians be a little bit more closer to home, okay? But anyway, so I pick up, I mean, back then there were still newspapers, so I pick up the local newspaper, okay? So I'm sitting there having a dinner, and I'm, I'm going through... The little news, I mean, it wasn't a big newspaper, you know, maybe 10, 20 pages, you know, it was like a fold-up. So anyway, I get to the centerfold, and I see, oh, my God, this was just like so friggin' sick. Um, they were having a beauty show uh, I, um, uh, with, with, now, picture this. There was a runway, okay, with Afghan men on each side. Okay, it was like a fashion show, okay? And uh, and all the Afghan men were sitting on the side, and they were parading <sighs> I even find it hard to say this. It wasn't little girls. It wasn't women. It was little boys. And they had them like in satin like covers to make them look sexy. I don't think I have to say any more about that. Okay, but that's a big part of the culture out there. And I thought of home, I thought of my two boys. And certain kids in this country think we have it so bad. If you want, if you want to protest something, why don't you try and protest the women in Afghanistan and how they're being treated and how little children are treated if you wanted to protest when you think you've got it so bad. Uh, but anyway, and this is another thing that bothers me about sports. Golfers, why do they get a practice round? If you're a so-called pro a professional golfer, quote-unquote, why do you need a practice round? I can see you going to the driving range and driving some balls or warming up like baseball or football players, but doing a whole round on the course that you will probably be doing again the following day? No, that's unfair. I'm sorry. I say eliminate the practice round because we as amateurs don't get a practice round. So why should professionals get, to, get a practice round? I want to see these guys in the weeds or behind the trees in the pond looking for the balls just like us. Now, that would be entertainment. Does anyone agree with me? Excuse me, am I missing something here? Now, baseball fans are, of course, they're complaining, whining Americans, because now the, the games are, have been sped up, okay, and uh, they put these rules about uh, you know the pitcher has to pitch in so many seconds, and you can only throw down the, the first twice. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know, a player, uh, if you go over the time or something, uh, the player gets first base. It's, it's, listen, I think it's helped the game. And also now they, you know, they have the runner at, when a game goes into extra innings, um, they have the runner at second base on, on second base. So it's pretty cool. Um, and that kind of speeds up. So you're, uh, now the fans are bitching because, now they're saying, 
well, the game has been sped up, and we pay so much money for these tickets. What the hell do you want? Okay? Do you want it to speed up? I mean, the game is a little bit slow, and I think all these changes were very beneficial to the game. Okay? So you get to go home a little bit earlier. Get that little half hour of sleep. No, no, that oil bitch. Leave it to Americans to bitch about anything. That's why all over the world, the, 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 uh, you know, the, the world, they don't think very highly of this, all right? So be very careful who you travel to, okay? And, and stupid people right now going to Mexico? Are you kidding me? Are you nuts? Do these people read the news? <sighs> I don't know. It drives me nuts. But so they're bitching about baseball, all right? And the prices are too high. And the game's quicker. But last year the game was too slow, and they said they got to do something about it. And they did something about it, and now they're bitching again. Bitch, 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 bitch. And the last thing I'm going to say about uh, uh, Monument Park. Now, I posted something. I didn't even know what a troll was, Chris. I didn't trolling. Like, troll. Like, I started getting some troll. I'm like, what? What is that? But anyway, my opinion, my opinion as a Yankee fan, and these people, like, they would, like, jump. Listen, I would never wear another freaking uh, athlete's knee, a jersey on my back, okay? They're not my heroes. You're there to entertain me, okay? The only person I would have on the back of my shirt is my father, okay, who saw five invasions during World War II and miraculously came home alive. And the Army forgot to tell him how to swim. I used to see my dad at, at, at the beach at the Jersey Shore, and he would just wade in the water at the edge of the water. I said, Dad, won't you jump in? He said, I don't know how to swim. What? You're in the Pacific. You saw five invasions in the Pacific. You don't know how to swim? Oh, my God. But anyway, um, Monument Park. Okay? Now, my opinion, I don't know if you guys have ever visited there, but um, to me it's a little overcrowded. Okay? It's, it's kind of like cramped in there. And to be honest with you, my honest opinion, I only feel, I only feel, I only feel that only homegrown Yankees should be in that park. Okay? The guys that spent their entire career with the New York Yankees. Now, that's monumental. Okay? Take all those other guys out. You could put them next door or put them in that little league field across the street. There's a couple of little league fields or somewhere else. I think that should be a special place for God. Now, listen, Babe Ruth, yes, because he played a bulk of his career there, okay, with the New York Yankees. Uh, Roger Maris, of course, because he broke, I, I believe he played a bulk of his years with the Yankees, okay, and, of course, he broke the, the home run a record, okay? Those are special, special people. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, all those guys. Mickey Mantle, the guys that played their entire career should only be a Monument Park. And then all these trolls, I was like, I mean, I mean why? Why? <laughs> why? They, they, they glorify these people. They're f stupid athletes, for God's sakes. That's all they are. Um... Anyway, uh, I think we covered a lot of territory today, and it was fun. And I think, I think maybe I'll, I'm going to do. We we got time just to do one more commercial song. 
Yeah, we're good? Okay, I'm going to get my guitar. Hold on a minute. I'm going to do one of my originals, all right? Love writing music, and uh, it's called Damn Right. It's actually a story about how the guy comes home one night, and he sees the door is, is like half open in, the, in, his, in his house, and, and he sees the keys on the kitchen table, and he's like, he sees, so he knows something's up, okay? And um, so, um, so he finally figures out that she left, okay? So it's coming from his point of view. And, and how he really didn't measure up to her. Okay, and so the song is called Damn Right. Damn right I'm gonna sing this song Gonna lift you up till the sun is gone Got a message from you last night Said the feeling is over and the time is right Had a feeling you were gonna leave A cracked door and left you one out keys can't expect the world to be at peace Now that you told me I had to leave So what are you looking for in your eyes? Superman never walked through the door I know you're searching for that perfect toy Good luck and text me when you're gone Tom Brady never lived there before Take your toys and don't forget that little dog, that little Whore. Damn right, I'm gonna sing this song Gonna lift you up till the sun is gone Got a message from you last night Said the feeling is over and the time is right Heard you met a man who is twice your age Clean shaven, wears a suit all day you take your yoga and your Zumba class Always ready to be on your ass So what are you looking for in your eyes? Superman never walked through the door Know you're searching for that perfect time Good luck and text me when you're gone Derek Jeter never lived here before Take your toys and don't forget that little dog, that little Damn right I'm gonna sing this song Gonna lift you up till the sun is gone Got a message from you last night Said the feeling is over and the time is right So what are you looking for in your eyes? Superman never walked through the door I know you're searching for that perfect time. Good luck and text me when you're gone. Michael Jordan never lived there before. Take your toys and don't forget that little dog, that little whore. Damn right, I'm gonna sing this song. Gonna lift you up to 
till the sun is gone. Got a message from you last night. Said the feeling is over and the time is right. Thank you, everyone. Awesome. Podcast number four. Got the eye of the tiger today. Wrapping it up. Thank Chris. Good job. Be online soon on Spotify. Uh, Don't look back, just look forward is the title of my podcast. It's a quote from my grandmother. Don't look back, just look forward. Love you all. Hope to see you soon.